we are back. We are back. Okay, so just now before the break, we talked a little bit about like the concept of risky, right? That whole idea of sustenance and how the the sustenance have been predetermined for everybody. So like there's this idea like no matter how you work, if that that form of sustenance or that form of risky is not predetermined for you, then no matter how you work hard, you will never get it. So that was the concept. Uh, and then we also talked a little bit, oh, then after that we also talked a little bit about uh, going at different speed and different wavelength with your fellow collaborators. Okay, so I'm going to, to give my perspective on like the idea of risky. While I do believe in the concept of risky, I do not believe totally in the whole idea of like things have been predetermined for you. Because I feel like uh, if you have that kind of mentality, then you you are just being, uh, or rather you are just taking things for granted or being lazy. And therefore you, even though you like putting in only like 50% of the effort into the whole project, you will tell yourself like, oh, you know, if I get like a 60, it's just my risky. But actually it's not because you, you never... taking a calculated risk. Yeah, because you never put in the, the 100%. Therefore, yes. how can you say that, you know, oh, that yes. is just meant for you? That, that shouldn't be the case. No. I think what you should do is uh, always, always bear in mind that that form of risky or that form of sustenance is already uh, like is there mm -hmm. and then you just need to put in the effort to, to kind of like grab onto it and you shouldn't take things for granted by saying oh uh, I shouldn't have to put 100% because if it's predetermined for me mm -hmm. it's predetermined for me it shouldn't be that way that's my perspective like, I'm sure there are people out there who will disagree with me and say that oh like you know like that is like not really against my, uh, not really like um, in sync with my belief because like, you know, that sometimes no matter how hard you work, uh, you will never get or you never be successful. I think we need to stop that man that kind of mentality. Yeah, I know that like there are a lot of things uh, uh, that play a part that, that contributes to, to that whole factor of being successful. But I think no matter how it is or how you perceive things to be, you should always try to put your 100%. At least you can tell yourself, like, I've been honestly working and that is just how it is. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Like, I agree that when you are being tasked to do something as it's meant for you, yeah, I understand it's meant for you, but you know, you still need to give that 110 and 110% effort to you know to make things work or you know to do that work and finish it well i always believe in that i don't believe in doing a 50 50 job like you know a half f job that, that's not me yeah and then the other thing is um you know like how in certain religion uh we are told that god will never like change your faith unless you do something to change it now I sound why, like why giving so, so philosophical and religious now. No, like, I feel like I'm giving like some Friday sermon. prayer sermon <laughs> or like Sunday sermon and then like we need for people going like Yeah, give me an Amen. Uh, sorry guys, this is not that kind of podcast. Mm. We were just sharing our stories and experiences. Mm. 
But like, that's basically my perspective. Like, I think we need to stop having that mentality. Oh, like everything has been predetermined. Whether I work hard, whether I don't work hard, like, you know, like, uh, it has been determined for me. No, it shouldn't be that case. I think everyone needs to work hard and, and whether you succeed, or not, that would be a different case. I mean, that would be a different thing altogether. Like I said, there are many factors. So maybe, like, after you work so hard, you realize that, oh, actually, there are some other factors. Then maybe you can work towards, like, improving those factors to be successful. Again, the word success and being successful have, like, many connotations, have many different forms in today's context. It's very subjective. Like, uh, to me... If you can get a house at like Sterling Road, maybe that is success. Okay. Or uh, if you if you as like like Kuma always say, right? As long as you have like uh, a roof, a over, roof your over your head, like family and friends who love you and who like care for you, I think you are richer than you think you are. Ah, okay. Now going back to that whole idea of like yeah and, okay. and like you know you know when when you talk about 100 km per hour i always feel like you know when we're moving at this speed when we're working at this speed is it that we have a certain expectation you know is it that we want everything to be almost perfect you know of course growing up you know growing up my teachers i was brought up in this culture like whereby they say when you do something always aim for the star so if you cannot reach the star, at least you will like fall in the clouds. Not on the moon. Uh, I it depends on which, on which is further. La. But they, they always say like the stars are always further. Yeah, yeah but if you can't reach the stars, you fall on the moon. Uh, I don't want to fall on the moon. I think it's going to be painful. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I would rather fall on the clouds. <laughs> okay. okay. But back to the whole thing. Like, um, So I whenever I go into something, I will actually put a very high expectation into it. So when I get fellow collaborators who who refuse to like aim the same uh, objective or aim for at least the same grade as me, uh, then I find that, I find myself asking like, why are you here? Why? Why are you here? Are you, are you here? Are you being planted to like actually pull down like hardworking students' grade? Maybe life is playing a joke on you. Yeah. So, you know, initially, I will, I will be very angry with these group mates. And then after a while, I would just laugh it off. Because, like, there's just no point. There's just no point in being angry. And as I will actually laugh at some of, like, you know, like, how sometimes you will, like, do collaborative work and then you will send your ideas via WhatsApp. So when I open it and I, I, I happen to read us. A uh, tooth suggestion. I will be like, oh my god. <laughs> and then I will be sharing with you. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. So, 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 you, those of you who, who go into a collaborative work or a group work and you don't have that mentality that you wanted to work hard, you are a joke. And I'll be laughing at you. Don't be complicit. Yeah, don't be a joke. Yeah, but then again, uh, going back to the whole, uh, I'm sure you, you are about to tell me, oh, in collaborative work, you know, you need to like give and take, you need to like adjust your speed. No, I don't think so. For me, 
if I'm going at 100 km, I expect everyone to go at 100 km. And like, no matter how much you struggle, I need to see that you try to reach that 100 km. Because I think, like, you know, uh, some brands say, nothing is impossible, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, impossible is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, back to the idea of this, you know, going 100 km per hour and, you know, striving for this perfection. You know, are we a society where, you know, just that if we are in a society where everybody wants to be perfect, you know, look perfect, you know, you know like how you see in social media, the, the pictures are immaculate, you know, people say your makeup is on fleek or whatever it is. And like, you know, wow, you see a lot of like guys with all the, you know, topless pictures and showing their abs and girls just like, you know, showing off their great makeup and their great angle and all of this, like, you know, this whole idea of perfection, is it we are, us as, you know, creative people, producers, we are also obsessed with, you know, creating something perfect. Mm, because, okay, then we shall go back to like the, okay, which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about like the arts industry itself or do you want to talk about uh, social media? Maybe we can talk about the arts industry first. Okay, the arts industry. So, based on like my experience of like producing three different shows, right? Um... When I embarked on the very first show, there was no expectation. Like I, I, the expectation was to just have fun, put up something meaningful, let all the audience have their own fun. Then comes the second production. So first production, everything went smoothly, and like uh, we received feedback. Right, we received feedback on like oh, what we can improve on, and yeah, because like we were that. very open to receiving feedback because mm. it's our first time uh, putting up a show and we really wanted to know like you know what people like and what people don't like so we can take note of all this and kind of build on the brand I would say yeah so after the first show there was uh, a couple of audience members who actually I don't even know them but they come personally to me and say that Oh, like it's such a waste that you put up a production that you worked so hard for, but uh, you didn't actually publicize it, even though it was in the newspaper. Okay, then mm. comes the second production. So second production, I took that feedback, that particular feedback, like oh, uh, it wasn't well publicized. So on the second uh production, I actually pumped in a little bit more money to actually have it publicized to uh, print out brochures. It was crazy, okay. I, I <laughs> We did a lot of guerrilla marketing. Like we print out a lot of flyers and we send it to shops and everywhere we could put our flyers. Yeah. And because uh I didn't really have like uh other office workers, so I had to do it myself. I yeah, we flip. So we will like drive around uh, and like pasting our our posters around. Uh, at random places. <laughs> random places 
and like we actually wrote into a couple of like media uh, companies to actually help us uh, include in their like uh, listings, yeah, even listing in their uh, magazines, in their newspapers. So we made it to the newspaper again. We even got uh, people to actually come in to give us reviews. Sort of. Then, okay, then what happened was in that second production, there were a lot of feedback about like, oh, how this wasn't like very well thought of, or how this wasn't very well staged. Then, of course, when you receive that kind of feedback, you would, you would again pressurize yourself to kind of like improve on things. And by the third production, I was actually terrified because of all the different like feedback and the different kind of reviews that have been given to me and like you know it's always the same thing like it's not Malay enough it's not uh adhering to the the, the Malay standard it's not even using like a good Malay uh language structure so by the third production I was really crippled with anxiety and I I just didn't know how how else I can like make something that is good enough. I was. I'm not even like going towards uh, that whole idea of perfection per se. But it's just about meeting the expectation, like what people have like said about the previous production. So, so I guess sometimes uh, this arts in when we are working in the arts industry, it's not about like us going towards perfection, but that whole stress of like going towards something that is close to perfection is created by people who actually kind of like watch the performance, watch the show. And it also comes from like your peers who actually will like come in to like watch your rehearsals. Uh, and there will always be some form of comparisons. Like you watch this and then you compare with another thing. And then like you'll be like, oh, why is this not as good as that? So, mm -hmm. So it's this whole crazy expectations that have been put on that kind of like make it very hard for, for us to just not to have any expectation, not to put something that we, we want to push towards perfection. Uh, I started like that, like I say, I started like that in my first production where I just wanted to have fun. But in the third production, it wasn't just fun. It was crazy, stressful, uh, anxiety-inducing and and the, the best part is like i see in the previous podcast right these three productions only one production was actually funded by a government body the other two production was actually funded uh self-funded it was like yeah we we came up with the whole findings ourselves but then again somehow people felt like oh why is this even put up it's, it's kind of sad that, um, you know, people don't recognize the hard work. People only see the end product. So I always tell Adi that, you know, we can't always please people because they only see the end product and they only want to see what they want to see, what they expect. But they don't see the whole process of doing it. That's, that's the reason why, you know, for, for that product, for, for those production that we did, the, the stress level became very high is because we were trying to meet people's expectations and i guess that is part and parcel of you know doing a show and then like you know uh, getting all that negativity but i guess we need to take what's good and what's constructive 
that we can leverage on and build upon and improve on that I guess will help us for the future. And I guess as, uh, as creative producers, we just want people to recognize our hard work through the process, you know. You can't just watch a show and say that, oh, it doesn't meet my standard and you don't tell us what's your standard, you know. That is just, uh, I guess, selfish because like we're all learning and you're not an expert, I'm not an expert and we can always learn together. You know, there's always there's a need for humility in doing arts because arts is very subjective and we need to learn how to appreciate each other's art. That is just art. Like, you can see a painting where it's just blue color and it's being sold for millions and people say it's art. I, can, I can't say anything to that. Maybe it's, it's a blue color never seen before in the world, you know? And then like, yeah, truly, you need to understand the process or what makes it, you know, of value rather than putting your own expectation. Yeah, so, um, can I talk about something more controversial? I guess if you don't name names. Okay, you know? so, so there are also times when I feel like this whole industry can be can go towards uh, toxicity in the sense that I've seen how some people, like, they will criticize people that, that they don't know and they will say like, oh, this is bad, da, 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 da. But if it is a production that is put up by someone known, like, you know, if I have established myself as a known director, then I guess no matter how shitty my production is, people will always still like, oh, that was brilliant. That was like, oh, mind-blowing. Yeah, that's how I think a lot of people work these days. Like, they, 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 they do quote-tailing. Like, I say quote-tailing. They write on other people's name. And like, if like, like, if you are a director who has like, uh, you know, for some reason, like, be made famous, uh, no one will actually like dare to criticize you. Even if you put up like a show whereby it's you on a piece of sofa fanning yourself, people will say, oh my god, it's brilliant. Let me like shower in your like bath water. Yes. And yeah. And I was like, the same air. I was like, oh my god, like that's the kind of like uh toxicity that we have. And that's why I think uh being a new practitioner is always like very uh, scary. <laughs> it's uh, anxiety-inducing at times because then, like, you you never know like when when the the feedback is actually genuinely comes from a good place where people want to like help you improve, or it just comes from a toxic place whereby people feel like, oh, you know, the art industry is so small, it's like we're sharing a small pie, and therefore we need to protect it, we need to like weed it out from like all other like arts uh, practitioner wannabes, and I, I just don't get it, I just don't get it, I mean like, if the pie is small and you have a small community, shouldn't you like be share. helping each other and just share? You should still share. Yeah. The, the, the idea of like being small and then we cannot share is 
it's, it's weird. weird. You, you already know you're small, small so, so we should leverage on our, our strengths. strengths. Our strengths, like I know maybe I put out production and like, I need a dancer and I know this person and the person can dance, you know, like would you like to come and, you know, dance for my production? Of course, it's not for free, it's like, you know, all performers and everybody doing any form of art should be paid a very just remuneration. Yeah. Uh, and when I say art, I don't just mean like, you know, like this form or this practitioners practicing this form should like click to one another. This practitioner practicing this form should like gang up together. Then you are still very clickish. Clickish? Yeah. I think when we say, when we talk about arts, we need to address it as, as a, a whole. whole. I agree. Not, not like, like, you know, not, not fragmented. fragmented. I mean, I, I guess that's the key word. Fragmented. Fragmented. Fragmented, you know. It's already, uh, we already talk about, you know, how it's so small and then it's still, you know, fragmented. Then that's quite problematic itself mm. because then, who, who are we in the arts, you know, seeing that we can, you know, uh, ask for help? Like, it's going to be hard. Okay, then can I revisit that whole idea of, like, me travelling at 100km and, like, my offshore co-collaborators going at 50km? Okay, that that's one thing about me, okay? Like, when I go at 100km and I see people are travelling at 50km, yes, I will, I will get very agitated. But, at the same time, I'm always there to, like, give information. So like if I find that my group mates have not been like reading their notes, I will like actually fill them up. Okay. I will say that okay this is what like this note is about and like uh this particular uh uh speaker is or writer is trying to bring across this point. So I'm always trying to bring up uh bring bring them up to speed lah. Uh, so I guess I guess I can kind of use this analogy of 100 km an hour, right? So what you're trying to say is that you're moving after one hour, you have traveled 100 km, correct? Mm -hmm. The rest are moving at 50 km per hour and like they have only traveled that fifth, half of your destination. So what you want is everybody meeting the same destination. So while you have stopped because you are helping them, they should continue on for another hour. Yes. And meet you at the Correct. same Correct. Correct. So, so usually that's what I will try to do. And I will usually flip, of course, if like after my long drawn explanation, they don't listen. And then they thought like, uh, okay, Adi is just speaking nonsense. And then like they go their separate, they do their separate things. And then end up we don't even get to the same destination. And then... Uh, they are like in South Africa, I'm in South Korea and mm -hmm. and then like halfway through the whole project we just couldn't put things together. Uh, that's my pet peeve. Then that's when I will flip. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes in arts, I admit that because I'm quite new. So I admit that I'm a little bit slow at picking up stuff. And then I will shamelessly write into like groups and say, Oh, uh, by the way, could I actually like, you know, like you learn from you? Like, uh, I want to learn the ropes of writing. Can I learn from you? And then there are just people who like, uh, no, this is like my secret. I wouldn't want to share it with you. 
yeah, there are people who are like that, and I just don't understand. Like, when you die, you're bringing your knowledge to your grave and letting the worms eat. Like, what's the point? I'm not sure if because, like, you know, people are that way because they are insecure. Sometimes, you know, I also told you before that sometimes people don't allow you into their clique is because they fear that they won't be good enough for you. And it's not because of a damn problem, but, you know, it's because you you are moving at a 100 km per hour and you're like maybe 75, you know, and like they can't let you in because of that. Of that fact, but, but that, that is, is very, very selfish, selfish because they are then losing out because you could have helped them, you know, reach that 100 kilometer destination while you fill them in on that 25 kilometer. But then that's the reason why you even have collective, right? Because you, you acknowledge that each individuals have like different strengths, different weaknesses, and therefore you just need to figure out a way to put the strengths and weaknesses together. So, going back to the analogy of like them traveling slower or like I'm traveling faster, I believe that I would still be able to kind of like contribute to the group as well as learn because I think peer learning is something that is... Uh, uh, the, the in thing now because we realize that actually in peer learning we learn more rather than having to learn from one particular leader. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why then the resistance to like allow me to just learn from them. Uh, I guess it's insecurities and or then, ego. It could be many factors, but you know, there are debilitating uh, personality or attitudes that you would have to, you know, not have that person let into your life but because of here's the thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. If if let's say they feel like I am too advanced for them, then I guess rather than saying no, they could have said, by the way, why not you try this other person because I uh, because we think that so and so is more experienced to teach you, but. Most of the times when I uh, I kind of like approach these groups, they would just say no, full stop, and there was no reference, nothing. Yeah. That being said, of course, if you have like, if you need uh guidances or like pointers, uh, I would be more than willing to like share with you guys. Me too. Yeah. So if you guys ever need, you know, any form of uh advice or tips, you know on like graphic design or video editing, you know, I'm very open. Uh, you can ask me anything and if I can find the time, I will help you. Yeah, so we kind of like technically answered the whole issues with the arts, right? Now we are moving into the whole idea of uh, social media. Yeah, social media. So, so maybe we should take another break and we'll go back to social media in a while. Yes.